Welcome to the Two Vets Talk Pets podcast, hosted by veterinarians Dr. Lewis Kirkham and Dr. Robbie Anderton, who'll give you the inside scoop on the secret lives of your pets and have a lighthearted look at the latest animal news, health tips, and other random facts. All names of people and pets have been changed for confidentiality, so if the story sounds familiar, don't flatter yourself. Every owner is just as animal crazy as you are. So sit down, place your furry feathered or scaly best friend on your lap, and it's over to Lewis and Robbie. Hello and welcome listeners to episode 69 of the Two Vets Talk Pets podcast, where too much talking of pets is barely enough. I'm Dr. Robbie Anderton and I'm joined by my uh, uh, well-tanned uh, co-host, uh, Dr. Lewis Kirkham. Lewis, how are you going? Good, mate. Good, mate. Well-tanned giggling co-host with your intro, mate. That was good. That's right. You're a little bit concerned about how I was going to uh, maturely try and uh, I- intro episode 69. And it's very unlike us to be mature about too much, isn't it? So, But we, were, we weren't mature three and a half minutes ago, no. so I would just... <laughs> Just as we were leading, we had to try and centre ourselves. Go, okay, no, look, we can't. Yeah, you know, I mean, it's a family podcast. You know, yeah, I mean, people might be listening to this in the car and things like that. Yeah, you know, we don't want to be, you know, sort of causing uh, causing too much of a ruckus. We're going to, what's about that number, mummy and daddy? Oh, you know. Well, now they've brought it to attention, they probably will bring that up. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah mate, I've just come back. Uh, lovely, just nice time away with the family. Yeah, we, where'd you um, get to? Went up to Port Douglas. Nice. Um, so I went up with my dad and my brother and his family, and it was fantastic. All of us. All of us together, um, just it's really fun time. Yeah, we uh, went out to the reef a couple of days. Nice, did a bit of a little bit of scuba diving. Yeah. My daughter scuba dive, so I have to go down with her. Yeah, to yeah. Make sure everything's okay. Um, and then we um, actually we, we did some scuba diving, and one of the the scuba divers said, "Oh, you have to go to this place out of Port Douglas, where there's a bit of a creek that you can go in. You know, you can sort of swim in and and see some little turtles. And, yeah, right. and, and and stuff like that. That was oh, it was fantastic. We went and did it the next day. Yeah. So I said, "Oh, any you know, um, you know, uh, go on." So we saw the turtles and got some nice vision of the eel, a nice big freshwater eel. I said, "Yes, that, yeah, that you sent me that one. That. Yes, yeah, yeah, nice yeah. GoPro footage of that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah big big eel in the water. And he looked and, really happy as you were getting closer and closer to him as well. You know, yeah, I think that was a big open mouth smile, yeah. don't you? <laughs> Looked like he was yawning. His ears, if he had ears, they would have been back. Yeah, you know, yeah. licking his lips licking if his he lips, had a tongue. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think I got a tongue. I don't know. Maybe I'm not. Look like he had a tongue. Maybe I'll put that on Instagram, that little yeah. video of yeah. me, me getting up close <laughs> and personal with a freshwater eel. But anyway, so I went swimming in that beautiful creek, like it's just uh, pristine, really clear waters. And yep. then the next day, I went back on the reef again and we, with another group and we're sort of chatting to them. Oh, yeah, we went for a swim in Stony Creek yesterday. And the guy's face yep. just totally drained yep. of colour. He yep. sort of looked at his mate. Uh, about as pale as crocodile flesh? Well, yeah, and looked at his mate and we just thought, what's wrong with that? He goes, oh, really? Stony Creek? Like, yeah, near that big white house. Yeah, that's where we went, right near that big white house that's there. Uh, yeah, yeah. Two days ago, they saw a four-metre croc there and went, oh, yes. one-eyed dad of the year. Come yes. on, kids, let's go and swim in this little pond. <laughs> <laughs> Daddy, what's that big reptile? Yeah. <laughs> Why is this? Why is this big log got teeth, Dad? Yeah. Yeah. So, but then when we showed the guy the photos where we were, he's like, "Oh no, that spot's okay because it's got sharp stones, and the crocodiles don't like walking over sharp stones on oh, the bank. Oh, they've got sensitive little yeah, feet, do they? Little, the crocodiles. Tootsies, maybe yeah. they need some little booties. Maybe yeah. they need to harden up a bit. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, <laughs> maybe they need some crocodile skin boots. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> 
<laughs> exactly from a prime 100 mate some offcuts that's right yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah so maybe some handbags you can put some handbags on there as, as, as uh, shoes some louis vuittons or that, something yeah, that'd yeah. work all right yeah, would go well yeah. yeah hey buddy put on these crocodile shoes <laughs> and also i want to shout out to april's birthday today hey. happy birthday happy april birthday, okay. actually this is the first time we've recorded a podcast that we're going to drop on the same day Oh, it's fresh. So this is fresh, listeners. Fresh, as fresh yeah. as you can get. It's a bit later than normal. We're yeah. dropping it, but um, but it's fresh. It's news. So hot fresh. Hot. It's got it's got that new pod smell. It does yeah? It might also be from me, sort of, you know, jumping out of bed pretty late and trying yeah. to get in there a little bit. Yeah. Well, you've come down in the FNQ gear, the far north Queensland gear, the shorts, the the. Are they Havanas, mate? The, the, I've got, got my pink Havanas the pink, on. Pink and, Havanas, know. sorry, yeah. Havana. Oh, yeah. Havana, Havana. You say Havana, <laughs> I say Havana. Yeah. Potato, potato. Yeah. No, I, 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 I've got a hoodie on, though, because yeah, I'm, I'm not completely mad. But um, <laughs> no, I've, uh, I, I had not an awful lot of sleep last night because Christine and the kids are down at Inverloch. And so I went and saw Spider-Man last night with uh, with Willow, friend of the show. Hey, and, Willow. Um, G'day, Willow. And uh, so, yeah, got back uh, very, very late from that. And so uh, they'd woke up this morning and... Trying to send emails and trying to, yeah, you because know, we've got uh, the, the newspaper article. I tried to have to try and get out because that's the, the deadline for that's today. Deadline. So, Celebrity vets got a woo, deadline, mate. You know, you've got to stick to the yeah. deadlines, Lewis. You know, uh, when, when do I see, when does it pop up on my feed? Uh, well, it, it comes out in the Monash Leader on a Tuesday. Oh, and then I think okay. it comes out in some of the other ones around the eastern suburbs, sort of, you know, smattered out through the, throughout the rest of the week. And it gets picked up by the New York Times on the Thursday. Oh, absolutely. And, uh, and then, yeah, you know, the then USA the, Today, that sort of thing. Feed yeah. and, you know, and Her- Herald Sun, the truth, all that sort of stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah. And, and the Sun in England. Yeah, you know, I thought I'll kick the page three girl out. You know, it's just, <laughs> just, just Dr. Robbie's uh, newspaper column. It's fantastic. Yeah. Excellent. But the thing I find really hard is actually trying to keep the um, trying to keep my words down. Believe it or not, you know. That, trying, what? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, so like we're, we're going to talk about um, you know the the topic that I actually had to write the article about. We'll today, go for later it. on, but um, oh, I'll go, I'll yeah, go, for, get into it. Yeah. Oh, well, it's but trying to write it and trying to go right. Well, hang on. How do I get? How do I get all these salient points in without actually trying to get the, you know, trying to keep the word count down? Because there's only a certain amount of words in there, and they they keep on dilling me as well with the uh, the uh, with the, the heading as well. So, yes, so, so I we did were one, talking about that. Yeah, so, so yeah. I did one the other day. I think we talked about the fat cats need to hunt. Yes. Right? Then the next one that I did was about vomiting dogs. Um, and uh, and so the little heading that they had on there was "What's up, Chuck?" And I go, <laughs> what? What's up, Chuck? You know, about about yeah, vomiting yeah. dog. And I go, oh, you know, mm. I see where you've gone with Something that. There. You know? I guess if they want to put that on there, but it still means that more of my words get in there, well, that's okay. But, yeah, you know, right. Yeah, yeah. Well, vomiting was just a bit long, was it? A little bit long, yeah, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Lengthy regurgitation. A regurgitation. Yes. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. I got a yeah. Emesis. Emesis was nice and short, but then they didn't know what anyone was going to talk. <laughs> emesis, about. Emesis. Emesis. Really? Yeah. Tomato. You potato. You say emesis. Potato. Emesis. Right. Emesis. 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 I had a teacher, doctor, uh, Mr. Emesis at school. Oh, oh Emerson. Really? Emerson. Emerson. He was a tennis player. Roy Emerson. Roy Emerson. Taught me taught me tennis at school. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah, he's an old tennis player. Really quite a good one for yeah. Australia. Played for Australia. I was going to say, the name rings a bell. Yeah, yeah. Right. There you go. What happened to you then? Oh, you know, a few injuries, mate. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sore feet. Sore feet. Yeah, right. Sore feet. Didn't have the crocodile shoes. Like, like, a, like a Bernard Tomic style, you know, <laughs> I just... Yeah, I only play if I want to play. Well, you know? I did. I smashed a racket and a little bit of the racket flicked me in the eye. And oh, that was no, it. All that over. Was it. Yeah, oh. all over, mate. Tears. I'm surprised that didn't happen to you. Did you see the Australian guy who went off to went off by himself to try and have a little bit of quiet time with his rackets just to go and break them all and someone saw him and videoed it? Mm. You know, he was, he was like off, off in the middle of this, you know, just the middle of nowhere. There was wow. no one 
around and he's out there just smashing the crap out of all of his rackets and someone's, someone, someone's gone and videoed him oh, you know? he can't so, do anything these so, days so he's gone off for his little bit of uh, tension and I mean Rod Laver probably did it 60 years ago as well but nobody had a camera phone you know he could get away with it fine you know exactly this, this poor kid you know number 300 in the world or something like that now he doesn't have a racket and he, you know looking for a sponsor probably yeah that's right yeah. <laughs> sponsor for rackets yeah maybe, maybe Rebel Sport you know? yeah. speaking of sponsors mate Zilkeen yes big big support of the podcast thank you guys yeah I actually had a um uh, speaking to an owner yesterday a cat that's had um chronic diarrhea only eats chicken but when it eats the chicken it gets diarrhea oh. and i said well you know what we can try some of this cat crocodile and tapioca so so we got some of that in and so the cat's going to be uh having a crack at that and so right. whether it, a will it eat it and b will it help out with its diarrhea what's that got to do with zilkeen zilkeen <laughs> can we edit this out no mate that's in that was our old sponsor those old <laughs> But anyway, get some Zilkeen if your cat no no don't give it for your cat's got diarrhea Bugger. won't work. I have used Zilkeen in a um uh, with <laughs> no you can't get back from that. No, mate. well Tra- Tracy, friend of the show, um, yeah. she one of our one of our Patreon supporters. Um, her cat had to come in for for some blood tests, and so we used Zilkeen and a little bit of gabapentin for her, and so cat went from being uh, unable to get blood samples from to now, you know. Perfect. perfect. Excellent. So, yeah, well, I had a, I had a, a couple who they've adopted actually two, well, potentially we could say feral kittens. Unfortunately, yeah, that were okay. sort of they found dumped um, at, at their work, and uh, and these these kittens are literally feral. They've had them for three weeks at home, and they will not move out of the room. Oh, don't wow. come out of their little igloos very much. Yeah, and right. so we've started them on a little bit of zilk and just sprinkled on the food. Yeah, nice. And I think we, they're getting a few pats now. So oh, good. there you go, getting somewhere. Tick for zilkeen. There eh? you go. Are those kittens? Their, their diet's fine. They don't have to. Worry about changing over diet to an unnamed past sponsor. <laughs> I'm gonna have to beep that out. Far I haven't got around. time today to edit that stuff. You just have to go beep, 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 Robbie, beep, mate, beep, 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 Right now, yeah, I know. This is the oh, draft we're doing right now. Oh this no, draft and the final. The, dra- the final, yeah, yeah. It's just, it's just going done. We, we go work without a net, and without <laughs> but, a safety net. But if you have got a cat with diarrhoea, uh, Robbie's giving you a great solution there, free of charge. <laughs> <laughs> and also, big thanks to our Patreon guys. We love you guys. You are the ones that keep the podcast running every week. Yes, absolutely. And, and get us out. Gets Robbie out of bed. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> in his Havan- Havanas, Havanas, Havana, Havana, Amesis, Amesis, Amesis. What did you? Emesis. Emesis, right. Emesis. Do you remember we used to say, um, uh, do you, do you say Amesum and Abamesum or Abomasum and Omasum? No, from... that's American, isn't it? Abomasum. Well, isn't Abomasum, that... Abomasum, Yeah, isn't that what um, what Jacob Melmo, wouldn't he used to call it? Um, oh. No, um, I think it was Abomasum. Abomasum. No, I don't think so. Really? No, I don't think so. No. Yeah, righty. No. So there was one of the lecturers that, that said that. It was like, where the hell they got that oh, from? Oh, the cows in the stomach. That'd be Mike Pyman, probably. Oh. He's Canadian, isn't he? Mike Pyman. Pete Pyman. I mean, Mans- Mansfield's a long way away and it's up in the mountains, but I didn't realise it was Canada. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's Pete Mansfield. Pete, Na- Pete, Pete Mansell. <laughs> Pete Pine, Pete Mansfield, isn't it? Isn't that his name? Anyway, we digress. Alrighty, mate, now. Can we edit that too? Yeah, no, oh, no, no, no time for editing. Well, it's been, we've had a few weeks off. Yes, yeah. I think, it's, of, I think we're noticing it. Out of touch. We are a little bit. Yeah, it's <laughs> just, just not flowing. Alrighty, mate, now, have you? what do you got something for us this week? 
Okay, well, um, or do you want to talk about the grain-free food yeah, sure. first? Sure. And then we'll – because then we can bundle the next two up together. No worries. So on, this, on, our, on our production meeting for yeah. episode 69, <laughs> yeah. So this uh, – now, a lot of people might have heard about this in the news. Um, and I think we did mention this uh, maybe a couple of months ago about the grain-free foods being linked to heart disease. Oh, the one over in the States. Exactly, yeah, yeah. exactly. And uh, I'm not sure if, if there's some linkage in Australia, but certainly there's there's been uh, some – they've the, – the US FDA, the Food and Drug Administration, has yep. actually linked some uh, sort of name dog food brands right. um, that are most linked to the heart disease cases that, are, that have been reported. Okay. Um, now, what I understand is I think some of these foods are available in Australia. Oh, right. Um, so, and I don't think there's any known association necessarily in Australia. Yep. But certainly, I guess if you're feeding the, your dog these brands in Australia, it might be worth talking to your vet about sort of yeah. possibly these options and maybe having them examine having their heart checked. So essentially the US FDA have, have tallied that 560 dogs have been affected since 2014. Wow. So it's a fair number. Yeah. Enough for them to, to look into it, I guess. Um, so I'm going to read a little bit of a, a blurb that was put out by VIN, the Veterinary Information Network, Network yep. um, for us vets that we use. Um, they've done a really good sort of analysis on on what's going on, and, and we might provide a link in the in the show notes to that as well. Yeah, cool. Um, so the US Food and Drug Administration today, for the first time, publicly identified the pet food brands most frequently associated with cases of dilated cardiomyopathy, or DCM, a serious and potentially fatal heart disease. Now, as you and I both know, Robbie, a, a DCM or dilated cardiomyopathy is a condition resulting in enlarged, weak heart that cannot pump blood efficiently. Floppy heart muscle. And the dogs with that problem often tire easily. They cough. They may cough. May have trouble breathing. Um, or more dramatically, they may just suddenly go weak, collapse, faint, and even die potentially yeah. without warning. And that's the worst part about it. Is it when they swollen tummies too. Big right. swollen tummies. Yeah. 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 Um, and, um, um, so in, in general, it's usually before the, obviously these foods and these linkage, it's, it's particular dog breeds are known to be genetic, genetically predisposed to yep. the heart condition, DCM. And they breeds like the Dobermans, your Great Danes, your Newfoundland, Boxer, Irish Wolfhound and Cocker Spaniel. Yeah. Um, and uh, and many of the, the dogs that have been found out of that 560 now are not these breeds. Yeah, right. And this is what caught the attention of veterinary cardiologists sort of early on to go, hang on a sec. What's, what, why, what, why are we seeing this generally genetically inherited disease in dogs that we've never seen it in before exactly. or rarely in it before? Yeah. yeah, yeah. So in an update on its investigation into the potential link between certain diets and canine DCM, the FDA listed 16 pet food brands have been named in 10 or more reports of the disease. Ooh. So the top three brands are Arcana, which is uh, named in 67 reports, Zignature with a Z, Signature like a... But Zignature with a Z. Oh, I see what they've done there. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Named in 64 reports and Taste of the Wild. Oh, nice. Named in 53 reports. Now, have you heard of any of those? I haven't heard any of those. No. No, but I think, I'm not sure. I haven't looked into it. We've just come to the podcast now. So, so there is a list and we'll put some links in the notes. So starting in 2014 through April 30th, 2019, the FDA has reported 560 dogs and 14 cats diagnosed by vets to have DCM. Wow. Of those, 119 dogs and five cats have passed away. Not included in the figures accounts 
from the many general cardiac reports the agency received that did not involve a diagnosis of DCM. However, the FDA said this, this case information is still valuable as it may show, may show heart changes that occur before a dog develops symptomatic DCM. So it's still important if, you, if you've got a case that you know your vet sort of d does report it. Uh, a large majority of the reports received were made in 2018 and 2019. Yeah, right. um, And the FDA has been investigating it since sort of last year. Um, it announced in July that it had learned of cases of DCM in dogs eating certain pet foods, many labelled as grain-free and containing as main ingredients peas, lentils and other legume seeds right. or pulses and or potatoes. Now, the cause of the problem is unknown and most researchers investigating the problem suspect the answer won't be easy to identify. And I think that's often the case with any sort of food-related recall that causes a problem, um, similar to the megaesophagus yeah. issue we had earlier in the year with the the science the hills foods and the recall was it hill advance uh, advance <laughs> advance had the mega esophagus and hills had the the vitamin uh the vitamin d thanks mate yeah yeah, yeah. excellent you were right on <laughs> and if your cat's got diarrhea there's another one yeah. that you can <laughs> yeah or, or your podcasting vet's got diarrhea because he's you know a verbal diarrhea the the, uh, the celebrity yes yeah, celebrity <laughs> vet um and um so so, yeah, it's not easy to identify. The FDA cannot say with certainty the diet is the culprit. Although an investigation update posted in February, the agency reported that some dogs diagnosed with DCM improve simply by changing their diet. Yeah, right. And other investigations have reported similar observations. At the time, and again today, the FDA said, based on the data collected and analysed thus far, the agency believes that the potential association between diet and DCM in dogs is a complex scientific issue that involves many multiple factors. Because of the uncertainty, the agency has not asked the companies behind the implicated brands to recall them. We have shared case reports yeah, information with these firms so they can make informed decisions about the marketing and formulation of their products. The FDA wrote um, in its cane, on its canine DCM investigation. The agency added, we are also sharing this information with the public, but encourage pen owners to work with their veterinarians who may consult with a board-certified veterinary nutritionist, nutritionist prior to making diet changes. In analyzing ingredients and ingredient proportions in the identified diets eaten by the affected animals, FDA researchers have found that more than 90% of the implicated products were, in inverted commas, grain-free. Grain-free, yeah. Meaning they did not contain corn, soy, wheat, rice, barley, or other grains, and 93% contained peas and or lentils. Right. Now, early on in the investigation, they thought maybe it was a novel animal protein. Yep. Crocodile, potentially. Yep. Oh, no, they've listed kangaroo, bison, or duck. Right. Might be a factor. That's what they thought. But in the latest update, the most common proteins in the reported diets were chicken, lamb, and fish. So all the normal ones. Yeah, yeah pretty yeah. stock standard. However, some diets contain atypical proteins such as kangaroo, duck, and bison. No one animal protein source was predominant. Right. The FDA said most of the identified foods in the canine cases are dry formulations, but not all. There are also raw foods, semi-moist foods, and wet foods reported. So it's across the whole range, yeah, right. essentially. So the FDA, FDA um, is sort of wondering, because a lot of these foods haven't really changed their formulations over the last 10 At years, yeah. essentially. And why has it suddenly had a spike recently? So so they've, um, they're wondering why this spike has occurred in the last few years. Um, 
and it's and they note that the formulation is not the only possible variation and the FDA is working with the pet food industry to better understand whether changes in ingredients, ingredient sourcing, processing or formulation may have contributed, contributed to the development of DCM. And then the article goes on and some of the pet food companies have responded and they've yeah. got helplines available. So I think we'll have a link in the notes and some of the companies haven't responded at all. Yes, so, yeah. so, so there you the, go. The so, ostrich approach, the um, the, the, the uh, odd animal protein source of an ostrich where they just <laughs> hide their head in the sand and go, la, 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 la. Well, it's got nothing to do with us. The ostrich uh, ostrich feather diet was apparently okay. Oh, was it? Oh, yes, that's good. Yes, yeah, 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 yeah. Because yeah. it didn't have pea or hemp yeah. or no lentils or, Yeah, <laughs> No lentils. No, no, not a falafel-based diet. <laughs> yeah, a falafel's lentil-based. I think so, are they? Oh, I don't know. I don't like them. You don't like a falafel? I don't like them. Oh, ostrich falafel, they're nice. <laughs> <laughs> nice falafel with some hummus. You yeah. Know? Yeah, no, yeah. No, not a big fan. Not a big myself. fan? No. So there you go. So I guess that sort of sums up. If you, there are a list of, uh, I'm not sure how many did I say they'd given, was it 16, 16 pet food brands? Yeah. Um, identified. I won't read them all out potentially, but you can go have a look and just... Um, have a look on the, on the link on the website yeah, yeah. Um, and see if it's one that you're feeding and then maybe chat to your vet yes. about whether maybe a change in diet might be an option for your dog mm. or whether maybe your, heart, your dog's heart's affected too, yeah. well, I guess, potentially. So, so what are those signs again of the dogs that are showing the signs of uh, DCM? So DCM, uh, you get a weak heart. Um, yep. So basically they tire easily with exercise. They might cough. They might have trouble breathing. Um, big abdomen yep. that you sort of mentioned uh, and often just a sudden weakness or collapse um, a fainting and yeah. Uh, yeah and and passing away unfortunately yeah, yeah. so so and it can be really hard to diagnose too it, it can yeah it's one that um, you know quite often when the dog so generally like for us if we're suspicious that a dog's got DCM it's because it's in a breed that you suspect that it's got yep. you have a listen to their heart they've often got quite a high heart rate because their heart's just you know, just flopping little bits. Struggling to cope, isn't it? And sometimes they'll have quite erratic heart rates as well because they've often got atrial fibrillation because the um, the the heart's enlarged and there's so much blood and there's so much stretching that often you'll get these really erratic heartbeats. But generally, so you can get a suspicion of it on an X-ray, but it's usually an echo, an ultrasound that you know it's it's pretty obvious. Then with that one, you've just got these. I describe it to people as like it's a big overripe cap. Capsicum, you know, so the muscles stretched right out, and it, instead of having a nice hard contraction, it's just a bit of a flow. It flow. It's just a bit, just a bit rubbish. And for American listeners, a capsicum is a pepper. A pepper, yes. A pepper. A pepper. Just, what's a capsicum? Capsicum. Pepper. Pepper. Fifty percent of our listeners are from the US, so we better just, uh, yeah, a pepper. A, a is pepper. that good? Is that good accent? That was a hot. We just lost fifty percent of our listeners right there. <laughs> a pepper. Go, goose. No, <laughs> <laughs> um, a pepper, mate. Well, it's well, a pepper. Uh, it's a pepper. It's a capsicum's a but, pepper. Did you like any pepper on that? You know, <laughs> um, have you uh, gone through on the um, uh, like because now we're using Anchor FM? Yeah. Have you gone through and done the geographical breakdown of where a lot, lot of them are? Oh, I had a little look the other day, but no. There's yeah. like this one spot in California that's like you know um, down near the Mexican border, right. right? You know, and so I don't know whether or not there's like a university town or something like that there, but there's like a, a large percentage of our listeners in southern california down near the you know, down near um i think it's down near uh, sort of san jose or something like that right so, uh, near the wall is there a wall there like, oh yeah yeah, yeah absolutely big wall big yeah they're wall, all big wall. on either side of the wall they're going hey how's the new podcast they've dropped to yeah. stop pets our, our, and our, our podcast is helping to pay for it it's great <laughs> <laughs> all right it might be adam's wire 
our, oh, our, our, our introductory man. Yeah. yeah, right. Intro man that uh, squinters. Squinters well, number two is coming out. Yeah. So listen up, go uh, on TV, guys. Fantastic show. That's it's pretty good. Yeah, yeah, good. yeah. yeah Squinters, um, check it out. Uh, now, uh, speaking of articles and things, there's been um, quite a lot of stuff. Should we do the disclaimer now, you reckon? Or? Yeah, sure, mate. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. All advice on this show is general in nature, so please consult your veterinarian before following any advice for your pet. We do our best to provide the most up-to-date information, but as veterinary medicine, medicine is continually advancing and changing, please let us know if we have missed anything or if you need any clarification. So um, I, the, 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 my contact at the leader newspapers that I do the articles for sent me through a, an email saying, hey, I did a, uh, an article the other day on um, a dog, uh, a, a local footy league that's banned dogs from going to the football because a kid got bitten at a junior football match. Ah. And as you would expect, something like that, you know, there's been a, a huge outcry. Oh, nanny state. No, oh, yeah, you know, why do people have to keep their dogs on leads and they let their kids run free and all that sort of stuff, you know. All the, all the typical really... Yeah, measured responses you would expect from social media. <laughs> Bruha. Bruha, yeah, yeah. Um, and so Laura said, um, you know, can you do do an article on it? So I said, yeah, no problems at all, but we'll talk about it in the podcast this week as well. But then we've had the, the, the tragedy here in Melbourne the last couple of days ago um, of the gentleman who was killed by, um, by his dog. So um, I saw you had on there that we were going to talk yep. about. Yeah, we'll about cover that. that. Um, but I thought we'd talk about this one as well because it's some of the themes we've covered previously, like say with you know, when we talk about um, taking dogs to school and things like that at school pickups. Um, but I think some of it's fairly sort of similar with this. So I'll just go through and read um, read the article. Oh, so, so we get an early view on the article, mate. Oh no, I wrote just re- reading the article from the uh, from the newspaper oh, first. This, this is not the one you wrote. Oh no, no. Oh, oh mate, exclusive. Going, oh, we can we can do that, but I think I think you'll probably have better. Stuff and what's in the article. I'm probably going to have to go back and say, "Hey, look, sorry, Laura. I need to change a few of these things up." You know, make some alterations. I've just consulted with my expert. You know, because he's not a specialist. Sorry, not an expert. You can't say that. No, 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 no. My mate. My mate. My mate. My podcast mate. My podcast mate. Yeah, yeah. So this is from. So it's actually on the the Herald Sun website as well, out in the outer east. AFL Outer East bans dogs from footy games. Dogs have been uh, from from Laura Armitage. Um, dogs have been given the boot from football and netball matches in the Outer East, with the league asking supporters to leave their pets at home on game day. Do, do, do you do you do nice little puns in your articles, mate? Given the boot. I don't have enough words to try and get my puns up. Maybe I should. That might help me to cut down my word count. Pun it up a bit. Pun it up a bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, just go real pun crazy, real pun heavy. Yeah. Um, so uh, in a Facebook post, AFL Outer East said supporters were to leave pets at home after someone was bitten at a junior game this year. We all love our pets, but crowded places are not the best for them, the post said. Please inform your members to leave their pets at home. We have already seen one case this year of a younger supporter being bitten by a dog at the football. But fans have blown the whistle on the request. So there you go. You know, Laura's, Laura's, oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Laura, Laura's very good on the puns. Um, Should we count puns as we go? So that's oh, two. I don't think there's many more than that. Oh, okay. so, so yeah, you probably can't lose. If you lose count after two, then two or two will do you. Um, uh, Nocilla Raskivism said, most dogs that come to the footy are great, friendly dogs who have 
been going since pups. Sad one thing goes wrong and everyone gets punished. While Laura Cross said, this is really sad. It's ridiculous. We're becoming a nanny country. Big shout out to all the nannies out there. Um, uh, but nanny country, not a state. A nanny country. A nanny country. This is a, this is a, a, this a, is a, a countrywide problem. It's a national problem. National problem. problem. National problem now, Lewis. Um, but AFL Outer East Media Manager Matthew Fatilla said the plea was a precautionary measure. As it stands, there is no law banning people from taking their pets to games. Uh, I love my dog more than anything, but it's one of those things. Dogs can be overwhelmed, especially with little kids running around, Mr. Fotia said. People can get aggressive and dogs get protective of their owners. He said the league was relying on clubs and venues to police the rule. It's relying on clubs and we know it's hard, but spectators should respect the club and the league's decision. This is in place for safety reasons. Northern Football League media manager Samuel Zito said the association did not have a rule and had no plans to stop people bringing their pets to games. So that's Northern Football compared to Outer East. Mr Zito said games are often played on crown land and subject to council bylaws. At finals, we don't allow dogs because of larger crowd numbers, but home and away matches, we don't have a ban. Um, so, and yeah, we could go through some of the fabulous comments, but we might leave it. Yeah. Um, we'll save so, that for my article. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, I, so I think it's, it's, a, it comes down to common sense, doesn't it? You know, that in the end, if you've got a dog that gets anxious around crowds, don't take them to places where there's crowds and noise and shouting and excitement. Because if those dogs are already anxious, then they're going to be put in a position where, you know, they're going to already be on edge. And particularly then if you don't have control of your dog, if you don't have have adequate control of your dog, so say you've got your dog off lead or you've got them on an extender lead and the dog's just running around, sniffing around, if that dog's already on edge and some kid comes up because the kid hasn't been taught properly how to try and handle a dog, something bad could happen. Yeah, I think the thing that, that worries me is it's not necessarily just a footy-related thing. It's about, a lot about people love to take their dogs where they go. Yes, yeah. And they like to, you know, the dog's the fur child, part of the family, should be able to come along and go everywhere we go. And a lot of perhaps owners don't <coughs> even appreciate the, 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 the signs that their dog's uncomfortable in that situation. Yes, it might be barking, it might be backing away, it might be lick, licking, yawning, but they just see that the dog being unruly or playing up. Or, yes. You know, and they, st- they, do- they don't sort of see that. So I think that's my first issue is a lot of owners – you know, probably don't appreciate their dog's actually uncomfortable in yeah. that situation. They think, oh, just bring the dog along. That That's what we do. So yeah. so I think that's the first issue. And I think then the, the second issue that you sort of touched on is is having control of your dog. That's that's all fine. And I, I'm really concerned that uh, that the ban's going to mean there's there's no longer going to be the dog running out into the middle of the oval and, and grabbing the footy as it as yeah. goes and popping the footy and ending the game yeah. as, as often <laughs> happens in you know in, in the in the local league stuff. It's great to see that. Good laugh when they can't can't catch the dog running yeah. around the oval. But but you know uh, t- putting that aside, you know having control of your dog is fine in one thing, but in a crowded environment, it doesn't take much for a child to just come up and have a pat. Yeah, correct. Um, and and people you know might be thinking, oh, I don't want. I don't want people to, to, to pat my dog because it's nervous around kids or nervous around strangers. Um, but they'll still take them to those places. Yeah. And then the, all they do is need to be distracted for a minute and a child walks past or walks nearby and the dog's just a bit anxious and worried about child. And that's when the, the snap happens. So, yeah. um, But it's not it's not 
restricted to, to footy games or, you know, the, the local, you know, it, you know it, it's anywhere, you know, it can be a fete or it can be, yep. a, you know, any sort of gathering. It's really School pick-up drop-off. Exactly. Out at the cafe. Exactly. You know, a cafe is a classic one. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, oh, I'd love to, uh, you know, I have a lot of owners that, that come to me and say, you know, my dog's aggressive at the cafe when whenever another dog walks past or whenever, you know, um, you know, somebody walks past or somebody, a skateboard goes past, it, it really goes off and, and Unfortunately, one of the first solutions I say is you've got to stop taking the dog to the cafe. It's just not enjoying it. And yeah. people can't get that in their head that the reason, um, you know, it's behaving like that is is really anxious in that situation. And the yeah. more you take it, the more anxious it's being and the more risk you're putting out of, of, of biting someone and then potentially having to be put down because it's bitten somebody or bitten yeah. another dog or gotten a fight. So uh, yeah, it's really hard to get across to people. And yeah. I think uh, good luck with the ban, I say. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And I think because um, like, yeah, we've got the footy, yeah, footy ground up the road, down the road, and there's always dog Like we'll take Rosie up there. Like if we're going up there to you know, kick the footy with Ruben at halftime or something, you know, Christine is out at the side with Rosie. But Rosie's a dog, even though she's a whippet and she's a little bit anxious, she's not anxious in that way that we're concerned. But we've always got her on a lead. Yeah. We never have her off lead around people because we know what we need to be able to have control of her. So, mm. um, yeah, so I think the, a, you know, the surefire way of, you know, upsetting people is saying, right, now you can no longer do this. You know, we're going to take away your choice of being able to do this. And I don't think it's that thing of taking away the choice. It's probably still comes back to that education thing of saying, if your dog is showing these signs, then you shouldn't bring your dog, you know? Um, and unfortunately it does take common sense. And unfortunately sometimes common sense doesn't, you know, isn't very common, you know? Yeah. And and the people that don't realize that their dog is showing these signs may also be the sorts of people that don't care that their dog is showing exactly. these signs as well. Exactly. Probably gives you a bit of an indication of what that sort of person's probably like anyway. Um, but, you know, if you've got a dog that you really want to take him to the footy, go to the other side of the footy ground. Go, go where people aren't. Just make sure you've got control of them. Um, but if they're getting really upset, you just don't take them. Avoid the situation. Avoid the uh, avoid the scenario that causes the anxiety. So I, th- I think a ban. Personally, I think a ban's stupid. I think I think to to, to say blanket ban, you're not going to do it. You know, it's almost like the old breed specific legislation that they bought and say, right, that's it. We're going to avoid this problem by by just you know banning everything. It's like, well, that's that's never going to work. It's more that thing of educating and saying, right, well, if you've got a dog that's got these problems. Don't bring them. Yeah. Don't bring them. Yeah, I think the fact the AFL says they banned it for, for finals matches because it's quite crowded just yeah. gives an indication of they are aware that it's an issue. Yeah. Um, and, and then sort of you've got a sliding scale. You know, at what point is it not crowded enough that it's okay to have a dog? Well, who's deciding that, you know? So yeah. so I think if you have anywhere where you have dogs and you have, have people, yeah. there's always a risk of being bitten. Dogs have got teeth. Yes. You know, um, and... And they can bite, you know, regardless, like you said, regardless of breed. And we'll talk a bit more about that. We'll really wham into that hot yeah. topic uh, <laughs> in, in, in a minute. But, um, yeah, really, really sort of difficult because it's, it's, it's a bit of a knee-jerk reaction, you know. Yeah. Yes, it's terrible that, it, that a child's been bitten. Yeah. Um, but the stats, you know, that I know of, certainly two-thirds of dog bites are in the in the home by yeah. a dog that's known to the child, you know, yeah. in that sort of situation. So does that mean you're banning dogs in the home? Yeah. Because that's where it's more likely to happen. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, certainly being aware of your dog's symptoms and signs and behavioural stuff is really, really important. Um, but, but in the same way, you want people to be able to enjoy having their dog 
go out and do things with them. So because it's, it's so really many, difficult. There's so many positives with owning dogs, yep. you know. That, I mean, really, you should be trying to do it, you know, or allowing people to do it. So my like my three take home messages I had is here. Here's the exclusive. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hot off the presses, you know, that I've just. Yeah, so, so do we need to hold this off for next week after you've no, published, this mate? Right, this will be right. Let's let let's let it roll now. Oh. You know, um, so my my three big points, you know, you know, as much as what I was trying to keep it, you know, contained, <laughs> you know, which I struggled with, right. <laughs> First one, keep your dogs on a short lead in public. Great. You know, but, you know, and, I, and I've gone on to say extendable leads are terrible, you know, yes. because, you know, you've got no control. Did you, you tell know? them to listen to episode whatever it was? I didn't. No, I didn't. No, no. I ran out of words yeah, for that one. Yeah. Ep, good. Ep, ep, ep. TVTP. <laughs> really abbreviated. They, 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 they still count the, the, the numbers as a word oh, in the word count. Uh, so, I had, so I had to cut that out. Sorry, mate. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, uh, the second one was teach your kids how to behave around dogs, you know. Don't just go up and 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 pat a dog willy nilly. Always ask out. And I actually had someone at the park the other day. Like so, so these kids have come running up to Rosie, right, and come up to pat her. I go, no, 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 no. You have to ask. And the mothers come running over, going, "What are you throwing them like?" I said, "Hey, look, I'm just trying to teach your kids." How to handle a dog, or how to come up to a dog, so they don't get bitten. Don't you tell my kids. Go, hey, no problems at all. You know that's yeah. fine. I'll go over here, right? But when your dog gets bitten by a, by, yeah, when Child your kid gets, gets bitten, bitten by yeah. a dog, right? You know, this is a scenario that you could have dealt with. You know, it's a very emotive thing. Oh, really so emotive much. when you talk about that, and and being someone who perhaps I like to think I've got a little bit more knowledgeable than the average punter out there. Yeah, I, I really bite my tongue a lot of it, a lot of the time when I see things happening because you just end up getting in fights. Yeah. Like yeah. I said, pigeons and chess, mate, you know, I've had that same before. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. They strut around on the board and poo all over it. And, <laughs> and, and they still still say they've won. Yeah. yeah you know, so um, and the third one was yeah, that just the thing about if your dog's anxious and it doesn't like being around people, leave them at home. Yes. So so I've, I've written here, not all dogs like noise, not all dogs like crowds, not all dogs like other kids. Very few dogs like noisy crowds of kids. Nice. I like. So what you done there? So just that's leave that's home. lovely. Leave yeah. Home. Yeah, yeah. Good. Good take home points, there, man. I so, like it. Fantastic. St- st- still couldn't keep it under three hundred words. <laughs> so, what does that mean? They just cut off the end of it. Oh, maybe. Yeah. 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 They, they cut out my salient the, points. The top two tips are. Yeah. <laughs> the top two and a half tips are. Yeah. Yeah. All right. As, now, as long as they get in there, the plug for the podcast, then I'm happy. Yes. That's you know? right. Yeah. Mate. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Definitely. <laughs> Numbers should shoot up, Oregon. Yeah. Hopefully. Yeah. Hopefully. Yeah. But if you got a question about it, send it in. Yes. Absolutely. Because we we this is this is the reason why we got the podcast. Because if if you've got questions about should I do this? How can I get my dog used to it? Because I really want to do it. What's my dog? showing with these signs please ask us because that's that's what we're here for yeah yeah exactly now, uh, the um as you mentioned earlier there was a r- recent uh really sad case i think it was uh maybe yesterday or, or two days yeah. ago where a, a um a dog attacked and killed a man in in mill park in in melbourne yeah um and uh and um it's it's been all through the news i imagine most people certainly in melbourne would have heard of it yeah. and maybe around australia who, who knows so um it's a terrible situation, um, and obviously our heart goes out to the family. Absolutely, um, you know, understanding was a it was a husband and wife who were home at the time, and it was the son's dog that attacked the the husband, um, and unfortunately he he passed away. Yeah, um, and then. Uh, and the, the the female was trying to help him, or the, his wife was trying to help him, and, and she was badly injured injured as well. Um, 
I guess there's so many emotive things similar to the footy band that comes out of this sort yeah. of thing. And I just wouldn't want to try and, you know, perhaps just break it down a little bit as, as to, to possibly, you know, is there anything we can take home from this or anything, you know, that we can identify or, and perhaps dispel some myths myths on the way. So the article I've got here is, is from The Age um, newspaper. And, and, you know, in the headline, of course, they always mention the breed. Yes. You know? So it's, it's an American Staffordshire Terrier. And I guess that's the first thing that, that perhaps I want to touch on. It's often the most emotive thing that comes out of it. You know, the, that, that that's a pit bull or you yeah. know, that's, a, that's a breed that, uh, that, that is known to attack and it's, it's been bred to, to, to uh, attack and, and why would you have a dog and all those sorts of things. And um, there are some comments that come with the article, so we might just trawl through those <laughs> a little bit just to source yeah. it up a little bit nice. at the end. Yeah. But I think the, uh, the initial report I read... You know, and this is sort of how media can sensationalise these things, in, in certainly in a bad way, was the initial article I read was the neighbours had said it was a pit bull. Yeah, okay, yeah. That was what they'd said. Um, and, and it just shows how the... I guess, I suppose we're part of the media now, but the, can sensationalise things and, and, and anything that the, the public thinks looks like a pit bull... Is a, is pit, a bull, pit bull essentially yep. um, because it just makes for better headlines, yeah. um, and and um, and especially with to do with aggression, you know, it's it, it's often the first thing that's labelled is a pit bull, and um, and you know, taking away all the breed sort of stuff, it's very hard to from a purely clinical perspective to diagnose a pit bull because there is no genetic test to say it's a yeah. pit bull. Uh, it's very hard by look to say if it's a pit bull. You know, there's all sorts of standards, all that sort of thing. But really coming down to it, the breed does not matter. And we'll, yeah. we'll talk a bit about that. You know, um, you know, what we do know from the stats is the dogs that cause the most dog bites are the dogs that are most popular breed yeah. at the time. So, it's, you know, at this stage, you know, it might be your golden retriever or, or something like that. Um, and even on uh, as a Facebook vet Facebook page that was talking about it, you know, and everyone's going, oh, well, you know, you know, um, you know, it's a dangerous dog. They're bred for for thing. You know, I've never I've never seen a uh, a Chihuahua kill somebody, and yeah. so I just put a little link to a, an unfortunate incident where a Pomeranian killed a baby. Yeah, to, you know, I said, well, it happens. You know, yeah, even, yeah, even small dogs can do it. But yeah. but I guess that, that's the thing. It, bigger dogs do more damage. Yeah, essentially, it's and it's not breed related. It's not you know, breed is not the issue. It's um, it uh, breed doesn't tell you that that dog's going to be dangerous. Yeah. So yeah. if you line up, you know, ten American Staffordshire Terriers, you can't go. They're all aggressive because the American Staffordshire Terriers. You know, yeah. they they might be. You know, the majority of them might be beautiful dogs, and we see it all the time at the clinic. Yep. Yeah. Lovely dogs, but then you can have dogs that that are aggressive, and they can be any breed. Yeah. And the bigger the breed is, and the, perhaps the more muscular the jaw is, the more likely they are to do damage. Yes. When, yeah. when they are aggressive. Um. So I perhaps won't go, we're sort of running a little bit short on time, won't go fully into the article sort of too much. Um, but essentially, you know, there's a uh, there's a bit of a note here that, that the dog attacked out of the blue. Um, and, you know, that's certainly something that, that stats seem to say, that often owners say that this uh, dog... Seems unprovoked. Yeah, unprovoked. Oh. And also um, um, owners often say when a dog bites, it's never bitten before. Yeah, okay. Often yep. it's, it's the first bite. But, but look... My personal opinion yep. is that there is always uh, there seems to be some sort of warning signs that the yep. dog you know has been uncomfortable in situations before. Perhaps there's some early anxiety signs. Um, really good, uh, Dr. Jackie Lay. She's been uh, across the project. She's a she's a behaviour specialist. There you go. Yes, veterinary behaviour specialist. Yeah, she's been.
been across the, the the news and on the project and that sort of thing giving some some really really um good advice and uh and I forgot what the advice was now, but I'll come back to it. <laughs> um, so, um, oh, growling. It was about growling. She was saying how growling is good. Yeah, right. And when a dog growls, it's actually telling you, I'm uncomfortable. Yeah, yeah. You know, I'm not being naughty. I'm uncomfortable. And if you keep doing what you're doing, I will escalate and most likely bite you. Yeah. So if I have a dog on a consult table and I'm examining and it growls, I'm straight away stand back and go, right, your dog's not comfortable. Yeah. If I keep pushing that, I know it's going to snap at me. Yeah. What do we need to do to make this dog more comfortable? Yeah. Is there something we can do really quickly? I'll whip a muzzle on for, for a few seconds so I can do what I need to do and then take the muzzle off. Or can I feed treats or change the dog to be more happier or, or you know, the way yeah. we're holding it or do something something else. So so growling is a really good um it's a good sign. Yes, you know, yeah, yeah. Take it, take it as a good sign. So, you know, yeah, the out of the blue stuff. You know, I really think often it's missed. And there was a mention that perhaps the gentleman was. There's been a few mentions. One, he was in an electric wheelchair, or two, he'd recently got crutches. Yeah. And then the third report I saw in the morning was he's perhaps seizuring right. at the time. So, certainly, if he was seizuring, that can be a weird, really weird behavior and some yeah. dogs would certainly respond to that if they've never seen that mm. sort of thing before and uh, you know that could really trigger a, an ang- and a fearful response from a dog and cause um cause uh you know an attack the like doctor that. to it to react it, yeah, exactly so, but that, i mean that this is all speculation by yeah. me you know and 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 just going on what what's what's in the media sort yeah. of stuff so um essentially uh you know p- police were called um the neighbors were trying to get the dog off by hosing it down and banging on the fence but you know they were too scared to go in there yeah the attack you know went on for sort of 45 minutes or so wow which is, you know, that's it's a horrible just a horrible thing, yeah. thing thing to occur um a few few sort of noted um things that, that that were said the dog was always inside and was never walked neighbors said um and you know, a lot of people going oh not walking the dog that's why it went aggressive well it, look walking dog's lovely yeah yeah you know, there's lots of things you can look at for that you say well maybe they couldn't control the dog out in a walk yeah possibly yeah maybe they just weren't inclined to walk the dog, yeah, which a, yeah. lot, a lot of people aren't. Yeah. Walking dog is lovely. It's great. It gives the dog enrichment. It yeah. can help with anxieties and that sort of thing. Um, but it doesn't mean because they didn't walk their dog, it attacked and killed yeah. the owner. It's not causality. Exactly, yeah. exactly. Um, and then there was there's a bit of mention, you know, he the dog tears down the blinds when someone walks past and scratches at the window, the neighbour said. And you know, that, that can be an indication of territorial aggression mm. as well, but it could also... You know, be indication we're fearful of people approaching the house. Yeah, but it doesn't mean the dog. That's why the dog attacked and and yeah. and, and, and killed the owner. It's it's really just a really unfortunate yeah sort yeah. Of, sort of thing that's happened. So, um, just going through the article um a, a, a little bit more. Um, you know that they, they sort of talk about it being an older dog. Um, you know, so I guess you could think about maybe there was some sort of medical condition that caused the dog to suddenly. You know, be more aggressive than than it had been in the past, um, and yeah, they're saying they've got again saying they had no no idea um, what triggered it off. It took the rangers a while to, to to get the dog to capture the dog, and then it was um, sort of euthanized um, at that the local vet, right. sort of that day. Which oh gosh, I feel for the vet. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah with a, with a dog like that, no, I'm trying to. Um, yeah, handle that sort of dog's not not an easy situation. Well, definitely. especially because then that dog's going to have been so riled up from whatever got it to that 
point in the first place and then having to be captured by the ranger you know it's going to have been in holding then i mean hopefully they got some sort of sedative or something into it to, yeah you'd, you'd hope to yeah, yeah quick quick jab or something like that but yeah, yeah. um yeah certainly the adrenaline flow in the dog would be would be uh, uh, unbelievable in the whole, yeah. whole situation so um and uh, you know um, there's a sort of bit more that says animal experts said breed alone could not predict whether a dog was dangerous. Correct. And that's what I just said. Yep. Yeah, so spot on. Dr. Jackie Lay. So there she's in the age again, a veterinary behaviourist specialist. There we go. They got They've it right. got it correct. Good. Said there were two main reasons why dogs attacked. If they were frightened by something and if they thought someone was trying to take something away from them. So, you know, frightened by something, I guess an epileptic fit. Yep. potentially you know but really really hard to know you know um some something that the dog wasn't used to yeah you know, yeah know, or and, something and was fearful of or yeah. you know the man on crutches yeah you know who knows it's really and often we never know yeah you know it can never really come out perhaps no one was actually there when the dog first started attacking you know the wife yeah. was in the other room and you just don't know when a dog is being aggressive it may be that a person or a dog or something is frightening them and making them feel worried and they want it to go away said dr jackie lay it's more about a so you know we talk about the breed sort of stuff. It's really more about a range of factors that cause a dog to behave in a certain way. Those factors are genetic, so yes, yep. breed can play a component to it. But other things come into it, like the past history yep. of the dog, what's happening in certain situations, its socialization Big from one. from yeah. a young age, um, and training it's possibly had. Um, and its current environment and how it's relating to the environment that it's in at the moment. Yeah. And, you know, as all, as I've said before, we tend to look at deed, not breed. Yes, certainly. Yeah. Um, and, you know, there's been breed-specific legislation where they've tried to ban breeds worldwide, around the world, yeah. not worldwide, but in many countries around the world, and it just does not work. Yeah. There's no decrease in the number of deaths um, from dog bites or all the number of dog bites per year. Yeah. Um, and, you know, we had some breed-specific legislation. We've still got some restricted breeds in Victoria. Yeah. Um, and it just does not work, you know. It, there's so many issues with it, you know. Um, you know, there's the issue of, okay, so we've banned all the, all the pit bulls. Yeah. Um, and the public thinks, well, all dogs are, all dogs are safe now. There are no aggressive dogs out there. Yeah. You know, I can go to the footy and pat all the dogs I want to pat and yeah. none of them are going to bite me I, because I can, I can let bulls, my dog run around. I can let my kid run around and run up to any dog because everything's fine. Exactly. You know, it's, um, it's not a pit bull. So that dog must be, must be a, you know, a, a fine, a wonderful dog. It, you know, it's a Labrador, a golden retriever. There's no yeah. way it's going to bite. Yeah. But we do know that those dogs bite. They do yeah. bite. And, um, and so I just wanted to, I don't know how we'll go with this, but I had a quick look at some of the comments, some of the that, comments. that came under, which, which are, you know, interesting. Let's, let's go through some of the reasoned, uh, the, 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 the reason discourse, Lewis, <laughs> that this story has, uh, has brought about. That's right. Some of the pigeons of the yeah. world. No, no, no. I'm sure there's some good comments. So, uh, we, one, he was, uh, why are certain dangerous dogs even allowed to be kept? What are the benefits of these breeds over less powerful breeds? When will the authorities wake up to this? Yeah. So I guess it, it does touch on a little good point there from that person is often people own a certain dog for a certain reason. Yes. So they've got the big dog for maybe it's for protection. Maybe it's a status symbol. Yeah. And if you ban that pit bull, they'll just move on to the next dog that that's similarly scary or, yeah. or fits their whatever they've got going on, their stereotypy yeah. of what they want for a dog, which is fine. We all have the breeds that we love yeah. and you get the breeds that you love. But um, 
but there are some people that get certain breeds and and train them up to behave in, in certain ways. It's it's generally the person that's doing the same stupid thing just with a different breed of dog. Potentially, yeah, that's a potential yeah. that people have that sort of dog for a reason. Yeah. Um. So just banning that breed. Not saying that if you've got that breed of dog, you're a stupid person. No, 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 Robbie. no, 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 yes. not at all. Yeah. No. But but the way the way that you the experiences that you give that dog and the the chance that you give that dog of being able to to um to socialize and not have those issues exactly yeah yeah yeah, yeah exactly um and then there's a few more articles never like staffords staffordshires they have powerful jaws they're a killer breed and this one knew where to strike would never have one around kids next comment ban these dogs now right next good comment. reasoned yeah. yes yep. so sick of people who defend these breeds by noting that they've owned them and they've been fine as if that proves anything well that is yeah that's that's a point that but any dog can bite. Yes. You yeah. know, every year these dogs kill many other dogs and a few people. They should all be sterilized so the dangerous breeds disappear in one generation. Oh, eugenics. Yeah. So this is the <laughs> eugenics. <laughs> so this is the punters, you know, and, uh, you know, there's, there's more of that sort of stuff. It, it's beyond me why people keep these animals. Um, someone called The Truth has tried to highlight the, uh, a study saying from. Bow Wow Insurance. Oh, wow. They sponsor? No, 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 they're not. No, No, they say that the American Staffordshire Terry needs a firm hand. That's their quote. That's oh, their, good. Their, so it's a firm hand, right? Okay, not a li- limp hand to to do what with? You know, to when they're patting them, when they're picking up their 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 their, their feces, and when they've been walking down at the park. Well, I think that's what the crocodiles needed when oh, they walk on the bank—a firm hand, a firm hand on the yes. sharp rocks. <laughs> so they've they've highlighted that as their their what 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 a staff. That's their is. solution. Yeah. So. You know, and then another person, surely it's time for restrictions and bans to be put in place before more people die due to being attacked by these type of dogs. And they've quoted, there's a quote, considering 62% of dog attacks to humans take place in public areas. Now, that's not certainly not what my research has shown when I wrote the books. And yep. certainly two-thirds occur, well, that's towards children, so two-thirds occur in the, in, certainly in the home environment by a dog that's known to the child. Yeah, right. Uh, and they've written Labradors, Beagles, and Kelpies don't kill people, but these dogs, such as pit bulls, mastiffs, are bred to attack pigs uh, and other vermin. Right. Oh, so, hi, hi to all our sorry to all our pig fans <laughs> out there that they've been linked in with vermin. Well, yeah. are you allowed to pick at the footy? Yeah, they, well, maybe. Yes, maybe the, the, the old plugger pig that they, yeah. somebody let go at Moorabbin all those yes. years. Yes, is that allowed? I, I, I think I'd, I'd, I'd have to confirm on the article, but I think it's probably. Yeah, probably poo, but especially certainly certainly up in Shepparton. Yes. Those people had the uh, had the pig. Yes. What was the pig's name? I can't remember now. I can't remember either. It was no. a huge pig, though. I wonder what happened there. Anyway, um, uh, so look, oh, Happy Wren says dogs get angry if not walk daily. Right. Wow. Well, sorry, Rosie. Well, that's... So, yeah. so, sorry for all the, all the anger that we're causing you. Yeah. <laughs> sorry for that day we were busy and we yeah, didn't walk Yeah, that's right. You're yes. yeah, angry yeah. now. So angry. Yeah, <laughs> she, she started turning green and, you know, she hulked right out, I you know. I could never imagine Rosie angry. <laughs> She's such a gentle soul. <laughs> oh, so, she she can furrow her brow like the best of them, mate. Right, but it doesn't make her angry. No. <laughs> she just, she makes her pensive. She's yeah. more pensive. <laughs> I love it. I love it. So there we go. And there's more. There's lots more comments, but I, I won't. You know, I won't go. And it's so sad and obviously unexpected. Having had a greyhound as a pet, I realised that strong animals always have some potential for harm. 
Well, well that's uh, that's a point. Yes. Uh, any dog can bite. They've all got teeth. Yeah. They've all got teeth. It's just the bigger ones do more damage. So, well, it's like the, the analogy that I sort of think about is that you know a um you know, sure a, a a big powerful V eight Commodore you know is more likely to you know. Just driven, you know, often driven by a certain type of person that likes to drive that car in a certain way. What are you saying about Deb? But <laughs> <laughs> yeah, when she when she sneaks out with her black t shirt with the Winnie Blues up in the sleeve, you know, you know, ACDC blaring off down down the street. Just, and, and a shout out to our Winnie Blue smokers yeah, out there. Right, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, they, they 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 can't rustle up enough, uh, you know, en- enough sort of you know breath to actually sort of vocalise their displeasure. I think no, that's what I can. Um, yeah, uh, but yes, a little a little you know Hyundai XL, right? That'll still kill you if it hits you. Exactly. You know, yep. like if it's it. So a that's it, not the size. It's not the the type. It's just the way that it's handled. You know, it's the the situation it's been in. You know. Yeah. So, so it's like, not not the size, is it? It's it's how you handle it, Robbie. Is that what you're <laughs> saying? So welcome saying? to episode sixty nine yes. of the Two Vets Talk Vets podcast. Yes, we linked it in beautifully done, seamless. Uh, what 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 a way to end a podcast! <laughs> six, episode sixty nine, no doubt. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. No, I, yeah, I appreciate what you're saying. And, and people make analogies all the time. That sort of thing. That you know, you have that that V eight car for a certain reason to yeah. potentially and yes if you drive erratically and you drive fast you are perhaps more likely to injure someone yeah um but you're right you, you speed your Honda Hyundai excel down the road and you can injure someone just as easily yeah. and and it's a, it's it's similar with dogs you know um that that if you have a dog there is always a potential of your dog biting yes it's just a fact of life you know yeah. um if you have a gun i guess in the house there's always a chance of that gun going off you know yeah i don't like to use that analogy too much but a lot of people try and draw comparisons in that sort of sort of way but um because Obviously, dogs are sentient beings, and that's a little bit more complex than that. So, yeah, yeah. Um, so hopefully, that's that sort of covered a little bit for everyone. You know, I can't tell you why this accident has incident yeah. has occurured. Um, it's a horrible incident, yeah. a really tragic feel, incident, yeah, and it's you know. But there's there's obviously going to be a lot of factors involved, you know, and some of which we may may never come to light as to what got this dog in the position to make it feel like that that was the action that it had to take but exactly um, and, know, and the, the sad thing is this won't be the last time we, we hear no. about it you know there's, there's there's always a few deaths every year in australia yeah. from dog bites and and you know, worldwide you know, the, yeah. you know wherever we're wherever you're listening if you're in madagascar there you know there, there are yeah. deaths in madagascar from dog bites as well so yeah. you know um Hopefully, we've just shed a little bit of light on it that, you know, perhaps a little bit of uh, educational light on yes. it from us. So, but I think that I think we're about run out today. Mate, do you got any questions? Uh, no, no, got nothing. Uh, no. Nothing has been sent through. So, alrighty. And what are you going to hit us up with next week? Uh, so, um, uh, I'm going to talk about poisoning in pets. You know, people often worry that uh, you know their dogs have been poisoned because someone's you know chucked something over the fence, and you yes. know they're worried that their dogs or cats going to get poisoned. When actually, the most likely poisonings are actually poisonings that happen from stuff that's around the home in the home environment. Love yeah. it, mate. Fantastic. Now, get, uh, if you got any questions, certainly. Uh, we, we love hearing from you guys. I've had a few few emails the last uh, couple of weeks, but I haven't got through to them yet because I've been away. Yes. <laughs> and, um, but send us email to Too busy talk- swimming with crocodiles. Yeah, yeah well, supposedly. <laughs> I have to check the GoPro footage. Might be one in the background. <laughs> uh, TwoVetsTalkPets at gmail.com or on Instagram or Facebook. Yes, fantastic. All right, guys. We'll scratch you later. Peace out, bye. Thanks for listening to Two Vets Talk Pets with Lewis and Robbie. To chat further about this week's episode or ask the guys any questions, search Two Vets Talk Pets on Facebook, Twitter, 
and Instagram, or send an email to twovetstalkpets at gmail.com. You can find Lewis on Twitter with the handle at vetbehaviorist, and more importantly, as the two pet heroes return to their day job of saving animals' lives, be sure to thank them with a five-star review on iTunes. Every time you do, a small, cute animal will receive a cuddle.